But like at least like keep your panties half the way up or your underwear half the way up. Like, <laughs> have some pride about yourself, man. Like take a shower, have a bird bath, do a little Febreze or, or Axe body spray down there. I was at work and it was like was the Cleveland loss a moral victory? And I was like, fuck no, they lost. I'm going to be shot if I lost a game that close. <laughs> the dumb shit I always see on ESPN. Yeah, ESPN is a play. Yo, it's good to out for 706. This is KKS. Yeah, live episode 71. Yeah, Marcus Nichols and the homie Los Lobos. The AKA the Eric Freeman variant. What's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you know what Aaron Freeman looks like, I'm out for you. Shout out to the Falcons fans. Check out Lockdown Falcons. The best Falcons podcast. I was, I would say, even as I am on my own Falcons podcast, it's the best Falcons podcast. Out there, so definitely check it out. But yeah, just, just I'm Falcons and football in general. So I was just telling them before the episode started, I had to, I had to block ESPN and the NFL. Uh, Twitter feed um, because like ESPN will like stash you to death for no reason. Like there's no other content they can come up with. I don't know if you guys saw the egregious tweet that I'm referring to. Um, I'm going to pull it up, but like shout out to Eric Robinson. He's, he's affiliated with the ESPN. So he definitely jumped on my mentions immediately after I tweeted <laughs> like, yo, buddy, but like, yo, like y'all gotta be better. Like I said, man, y'all can't keep Amani Jones on TV. You let Stephen A. Smith do whatever he wants, essentially. I mean, I guess he's bringing home the bacon, but, man, can you guys get us some diverse talent, right? Nobody wants to see Stephen A. Smith yell at Tim Tebow or cracked out Michael Irvin. Like, that's it's too much. Hey, slow, slow down on the Michael Irvin slander. That's a, y'all, are doing, y'all are doing a lot. It's <laughs> a hurricane <laughs> legend. It's a hurricane legend. I, I'm mad that Tebow got fired from uh, playing football and immediately got a job at ESPN on their best – most highly rated show like that that nigga really is a make-a-wish kid he can do whatever hey. he wants it doesn't matter that's the power of whiteness right there <laughs> oh wow i think they oh espn deleted the tweet oh let me go but i did not i save everything so let me go find the tweet but it's one of those things where it's like yo man you guys are the, the quote-unquote worldwide leader in sports like you you have to do better at creating content like, I get the game now with, uh, you know, pays per click and views and all that stuff that you got to kind of whore yourselves out. But, like, it, at least, like, keep your panties half the way up or your underwear half the way up. Like, <laughs> have some pride about yourself, man. Like, take a shower, have a bird bath, do a little Febreze or, or Axe body spray down there. But the tweet that they deleted that made me block their page, um, it says, this is a wild stat, uh, bug eye emoji. Um, and it says SC facts, big red letters. Jalen Hurts has more regular season 300-yard passing games, two, and a five career starts than Lamar Jackson, who has one, and 38 career starts. I, I blocked them immediately. After that <laughs> that like, shit doesn't even matter. This, this is not what we're going to do, SBA. You're not going to fill my, my timeline with propaganda and nonsense to have the mouth breathers out here like saying, oh, oh, look. He must be better than him because he has more 300-yard passing games. Mind you, and we'll get to this later, one of these 300-yard passing games came to arguably one of the worst teams in the NFL, which is the Atlanta Falcons. Well, close. He had 264. <laughs> but we're going to say 300 for the sake of the podcast. Like, round it up. Yeah, go ahead and round it up. 
but my thing is like, yo, like, how dare ESPN? And, and I guess the tweet got deleted because they're getting packed up. But uh, I guess this person on Twitter, Sarah Ellison, she said, number one, the, the obsession to tear down Lamar Jackson by cherry picky stats is twisted. Number two, measuring a quarterback's success by pass yards is stupid. Pass yards does not equal wins. Hurst has five starts, lost both games. He passed 300 plus, won both games. He passed 300 plus or less than 300, benched once. Lamar is 30 and eight and an MVP. Like, stop it. Stop it. This is why sports Twitter is so bad because y'all put out these terrible tweets and like mostly racist ass fans and stupid fans run with stuff like that. Like, y'all have to be better at kind of curating your content and helping people be better, man. Like, I know you guys love anger and, and controversy and gets, gets engages, but I think at the, at the end of the day, it's really hurting the bottom line for people like myself who want to, you know, actually enjoy sports and learn and have, you know, educated discourse but you know you put out these type of tweets and then you delete it so that, that shows you know like, they, know, they know what they were doing <laughs> it's yeah. like yikes and, and I'm wanted... to when i see stuff like this i don't quote retweet it, i just block them and then screenshot it because i don't want to give them what they want do not give these pages the engagements i know falcons fans can't resist it because literally anything falcons related falcons fans have to lose their minds but you know we're they're trying to get better at it but it's it's never gonna help but they knew um yeah, NFL toxic fans were here. Um, of course, my team got packed up, uh, thirty-two <laughs> to six. It was embarrassing. It was like one of Matt Ryan's worst games statistically. Um, passed for one hundred sixty-four yards, no touchdowns. We didn't throw any picks, so I guess that's positive. But yeah, we let Jalen Hurts come in and literally do whatever he wants, wanted to us, um, amongst other things. I don't want to rant on that too long because I'm sure we'll do a Dirty Bird Nation report episode on that, but. I've said this on the podcast. I've said this on the other podcast, the British Report. But every every day, every day that passes, every game that passes, decisions made by this front office are starting to look a wee bit funny in the light, right? I'm not even talking about not drafting Justin Fields. I'm talking about things like, hey, let's not play our starters in the preseason to work out some continuity issues with rookie and second-year, third-year offensive linemen who have never played together, things like that. You know, we had lots of penalties, penalties that probably could have been worked out maybe during preseason, right? Yeah, just just little things like that. I'm just like, yo, man, like, it's a little bit sketchy. And, and again, this goes through the whole internet and propaganda and narratives. And I love to watch this now because every year is something new and the fans fall for it all the time. But just go on, like, Twitter and search Unicorn, right? and see how many nonsensical Kyle Pitts tweets come up. And you'll see what I'm talking about. The unicorn, who they might have should have branded him as the ghost, because he did absolutely nothing to contribute to the to the, the loss of this team, right? The, the unicorn that everybody sold us as the greatest thing since sliced bread. Is he a receiver? Is he a tight end? He has the longest wingspan of any receiver in NFL history. Highest drafted tight end at number four had a whopping four receptions, 31 yards, and averaged 7.8 yards per reception with a long of 18 on eight targets. Yeah, that's not, that's not great. Uh, for let, Well, let that sink in. Let that sink in. So I try to shoot him some bail. Like, hey, you know what? Maybe his second game against Tampa Bay, he'll do better because, like, Calvin Ridley's first game, he was a century ago. He did, he did absolutely nothing. I think he had, like, zero catches. And then the next week he went off. 
But I had to kind of catch myself and say, well, Calvin Ridley was like the 26th pick. Like he wasn't lauded as like this hybrid unicorn, six foot six monster, too big for linebackers or too big for linebackers, too fast for DBs or whatever the fucking way they brand that shit. To come out here and essentially lay an egg, it, to me, is unacceptable. Just well, it's not even. It's not even like really. I mean, I didn't get a chance to watch the entire game, but from what I heard, I didn't it watch seemed, the second of the game. It, <laughs> it seemed like you know when you get into the when you get into the red zone, it's like you have to target him. You have to have some sort of package or oh wait 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 plays wait, wait for him. Speaking of red zone, they played multiple times. We're in the red zone. He wasn't on the field. Okay, that's that's that's. He wasn't even in the game. That's well, that, you you can't do that. Like you get you get drafted that high, it's like you never get off the field. You if you got to call field. a timeout or something like, they're like, hey, where's Kyle at? <laughs> get him out here. Rumors are it's like, oh, maybe he was tired. It's like, no, you can't no, be gas, bro. You can't be gas no that early in the game. It's the number fourth pick overall. No, even if you even if you are tired, use him as a decoy, something, but have him on the field. <laughs> Go stand, go out wide by yourself, and people are gonna focus on you. And then we'll throw the other way, but it can't be. Oh, I'm not on the field. No, no. Uh, uh-uh. what you been doing all this time, man? <laughs> you had a whole off season. Get it yeah. together. <laughs> yeah. And before I let you guys get to y'all, so y'all's uh, losing teams as well. Huh? Um, the well, three out of four. <laughs> um, okay. So, okay. <laughs> So it got it got so bad. We were getting packed up so bad that fans began to shoot out the Julio Jones tweets. Oh, <laughs> like, bro, we are down this bad. Oh my god, I didn't see that. People out here tweeting like, "Oh well, Julio doesn't have any catches either." I'm like, "Bro, we got bigger fish to fry than worried about Julio Jones." Dog. Like, we we can't even score. We got to the red zone twice, two eighty plus yard drives, and ended with field goal. And you're worried about Julio Jones in Tennessee, even though. Oh, when a player leaves the team, I don't care about them. They're no longer a Falcon. I don't. I don't even pretend they exist, except for Devontae Freeman, Julio Jones, Desmond Trufant, Vic Beasley. Literally uh, everybody. Everybody yeah. leaves. So <laughs> y'all are tweeting about Dan Quinn, also. Like even the coaches. I did see. It. I saw them Dan Quinn tweets. Bro, I was dying. I was like, bro, Dan Quinn ain't been on that bitch in like what two years? And 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 and, and, and truth be told. Had Dallas's field goal kicker not missed two field goals and an extra point, then they're just because they win that game. But you know, neither here nor there. We play Tampa Bay tomorrow. I'm expecting a bloodbath. I have zero expectations <laughs> for us in this game. I saw what Vita Vea was doing a grown man against Dallas, and they actually have competent players in their offensive line. It's gonna it's gonna be ugly. It's gonna be ugly real quick. The Boo Birds will probably be out. Uh, the pack watch is already going up. I, I I have I have nothing. I have no expectation for this game. Like, I guess I can say, hey, I want to see improvement, but I mean, we're a professional football team. Like, we shouldn't have those bare minimum standards. But, um, yeah, Falcons fans are Falcons fanning, being terrible people as usual. Um, they're they're in midseason form, like within like the first half of the first game. So it's it's gonna be what looks like to be a very long season. But um, that that's my my mini Falcons rant. But yeah, who who would like to go next? Well, my team uh, actually, I, I went. That's why we weren't. Uh, that's why I wasn't on the uh, episode last week because uh, me and my family went up to Indianapolis to actually go watch the game in person. Uh, I will say that the uh, bright side, the stadium's really nice. Um, nice atmosphere, good seats. Uh, the lines at the concession weren't as long, 
not crazy expensive. Uh, downside, team got smoked for the most part. Like, Russell Wilson went upside our head the entire game on, like, three plays he beat. Like, Russell eh, – I don't want eh. – Russell Wilson's like – He Russell Wilson, Wilson cooked the fuck out of us. And uh, it wasn't great. It wasn't great to, like, I think it was at the beginning of the fourth quarter when fans started a mass exodus where they were just like, yep, this game is over. And uh, I think we left shortly thereafter. But uh, it, it wasn't good seeing, like, if you – Nowadays, if you talk about the Indianapolis Colts, the thing that they bring up is how good the defense is and how good the offensive line was. Well, last week, both of those things sucked. And now this coming week, another offensive lineman is hurt, and we get to play Aaron Donald. So that's going to be fun. And that man, how is Aaron Donald so good? Like how? That man is 6'1". He's probably six foot in real life, like under 300 pounds, and he is just dominating everybody in the nfl and he's one of the he's probably one of these smaller defensive tackles like ever and he just dominates the entire game i've been having nightmares about him the last three days so not so happy about this he trained with knives you're not blocking that like i know y'all seen the video dude was like over there slap boxing the guy with a bunch of knives and running through barrels and shit i was like god damn Aaron donald but (laughs) <laughs> as the only as the only person on here with a win on their team, I would like to say that if Aaron Donald doesn't win his fourth defensive player of the year award, Jalen Ramsey needs to win one because goddamn that boy was all over the field on Sunday night. He, oh, he, he over field tackles, great coverage. She could have had an interception, but that shit wasn't for him that night. That was the only thing he didn't do. But that I mean, probably is sad. Honestly, Aaron Donald shouldn't even be thinking about uh, defensive player of the year trophies anymore. He he should have an MVP trophy at this point. I think. Yeah, I mean, he's he had some really probably. like great like game disturbing plays where it's just like this guy is ruining everything for everyone, and you can't block like you you know he's coming. So enough of that bullshit because I don't want to hear nothing about Jalen Ramsey on this podcast. The real fan of a real nigga team, the Jaguars. Uh, you know, hey, it was it was good to see our pride and joy, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, we don't care anything about past players. Um, just in case you didn't know, Jalen Ramsey gets smoked and packed up at least twice a year. So I hope you guys Only never two win. times a year. Just, just to let you know. So Trevor Lawrence, just <laughs> great to see him in action. I don't know what's going on with Urban Meyer. I don't care. Heart you know, problems. The day, it's too hard to be high. Thank you. <laughs> that, uh, man about have a, that man about to have a stroke next week, man. That man, that man over there tripping out pre he tripping out preseason losses. Wait till they get their asses broke off on like 40 uh, points. That's gonna hey, hold, on, hold on, hold on. Was the shit about him going to USC real? Like, was that like real talk or was that just like something they put out there to cause topics? I know, it's something that they just put out there. I mean, right, having good. a high profile college coach like that. I'm pretty sure for the lifetime that he'll be there, or however long that may be, um, we're going to constantly hear rumors. I mean, I'm just saying we're constantly hear rumors. I, you know, we don't care about that stuff. At the end of the day, he's Jacksonville's coach for now. It will be no Bobby Petrino 2.0. It is what it is, you know. We're going to get better. I did I'm like a new, like, Tebow. <laughs> My chest. 
I'm not gonna lie, though. I like what I saw from Trevor Lawrence. Minus that first drive, he looked a little like a little bit of like a deer in the headlights. But after that, he was looking pretty solid. His receiver was letting him the fuck down, though, bro. In his whole line. So he's not him. It's probably never gonna be him. It's gonna be his support. Urban Meyer gotta go too, bro. I'm just sorry. His play calling was kind of eh. It was a couple yeah, times they could have they could have uh went forward on fourth down and they were just like, eh, nah, fuck it. And then there was a couple times they went forward on fourth down where I was just like, well, bro, take the field goal. Not my team, though, so I'm not gonna stress it. I mean, there was a couple a couple passes from Lawrence through that, you know, it reminded people why he was the number one overall pick. And again, it's even even though he had a, a shaky day, his first outing, three touchdowns, three interceptions. At least as a rookie, he was able to lead his team to touchdown drives. At least, at least you scored a touchdown. I believe the Falcons are one of like two teams that didn't score a single touchdown. Oh, let's talk about that what really quick. Disgusting. Let's talk about that. There's, there's somebody who got a title. Agree or not? Exactly. There's somebody out here running around with. Goat titles and he's so good at throwing zero touchdowns on a Sunday on a season debut. Now, granted, they played in Jacksonville, but goddamn it, James Winston threw five touchdowns on your head and you came up with zero. How are you so great? All that bullshit you was talking over the offseason. Uh-huh. So and, and I pushed that narrative. I've been trying to push that <laughs> all offseason, all this. You know, every time any other athlete or player does anything that brings any attention to themselves and not the team is a quote-unquote distraction, they are labeled a diva. But Aaron Rodgers can literally flame his entire front office, pretty much be like the GM, bring in players he wants to talk crazy, do interviews before the game, threaten not to come to practice. But he's, he's never been called a diva. And then comes out and gets packed up by the Saints by the fucking crab leg ma- master, <laughs> Jameis Winston, even though, you know, we don't want to push that narrative. I want to see all my black quarterbacks succeed. He balled out. But it, fuck that ring talk. Aaron Rodgers has been living off that one ring for the better part of a decade. If you were the GOAT, you should have at least two or three. It I don't want to hear that. It does matter. You can't be the GOAT and get packed up and not score a single touchdown. We're you here. can't be one of the greatest arm talents in the NFL and not throw one touchdown. You can't be posting, oh, last dance means on Instagram yeah, and not score matter. a single touchdown. <clears throat> and nobody's saying nothing about it. That's, not, that, not a word. That's the thing they're about making more Jameis Winston jokes and they're talking about bum-ass Aaron Rodgers getting packed up. Get him out of here. That's the thing with uh, like ESPN. It's lack of consistency. So I, I remember how... How they talked about, and I know Adolphus doesn't want to hear this, but I remember how they talked about Jalen Ramsey when he was ready to get out of uh, Jacksonville. Like, he was like, you know, I want to get out of here, play for a better organization. All of a sudden, he was a selfish guy, not a team guy. And he got out, and they still, like, even now, they still kind of kid him with the diva stuff. With the uh, the New York Giants, when Odell Beckham went out on a boat trip with uh, Trey Songs or something, like, they immediately had, like, the worst record in football. And even now, Odell Beckham is not even on that team anymore. And they still bring up that photo when the Giants lose. So it's almost like the curse of Odell Beckham is over there. So I do think that uh, sports media should be more consistent with that. But I, I, I'm i kind of caught in the middle because I agreed with what Jalen Ramsey said. Like, Jalen Ramsey was getting wasted down there. He wanted to go to a better team. I get that. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, he was tired of the incompetence that was around him in Green Bay. And he wanted things to get better or at least have some input in it. 
And I agree with that too. But I don't agree with what the sports media is do- is doing when they cover certain athletes in a certain way as opposed to other ones. And I get, you know, face of the league, white quarterback, MVP, ring, all that stuff that has something to do with it. But it's like, are you reporting the news? You know what I'm saying? Are you going to be biased or unbiased? Like, what are you trying to do here? Like, what message are you putting out there? Because it's like, okay, so if you're Jalen Ramsey, you can't talk about this. But if you're Aaron Rodgers, it's fine. Like, which one is it? Because they both made great points. They both were right, essentially. You look at the look at what the Jaguars have done since Jalen Ramsey's been gone. And look what the Rams have done. Like, he made the right decision. Or you can look at it in the basketball sense. LeBron James went to Cleveland or left Cleveland, went to Miami. What did Cleveland do once he left? Like, these players somewhat know what they're talking about. Like, when LeBron is not in Cleveland, Cleveland is trash. They're always trash. They've never been good without him. Yeah, I, I just like I said, it's it's consistency, man. It's yeah, it's one of those things where we we have to kind of support our our you know black media people that don't maybe sexually yeah, harass women. But, you know, we I tried. Say, what, I was like, which one are you talking about? <laughs> that didn't work out too well, but you know it is what it is. But I mean, you got like places like the In the Feed that put out pretty good black content. Okay, Gators got packed up too, but that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, it, it's one of those things where, yeah, just be consistent, man. And, and that's kind of where my thing with the fans are, too. They they literally take that stuff to heart. And it's like, bro, go, go read some stuff, watch the game, log off, all, all that fun stuff. But Yeah, they do. They really do. And, you know, like, to be honest with you, I, I can actually care less about the Jalen Ramsey trade. Or, um, I mean, I enjoyed him as a player when he was there. But at the end of the day, I'm a fan of the team. When guys come in, when they go, no matter what, I'm going to be a Jaguar fan. So, like, to me, I always find it weird when people do all this extracurricular activity or even when they tie their college teams into what they want their NFL teams to do. Look, at the end of the day, I'm a Florida fan. You know, Alabama's my second team due to my dad. Shout out to him. But I don't necessarily want every Florida, Alabama player to come to Jacksonville. Every one of them is not that good. Um, when when a player leaves, if he's disgruntled for reason X, Y, Z, I don't take it personal. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, uh, from the perspective of a Jalen Ramsey, he doesn't know me from the man in the mirror. You know, So whether he gets released, whether he hates the city of Jacksonville, if he wants to talk about – how they have the dirtiest, worst strip clubs of all time, or there's nothing to do there, or you got to drive 50 fucking minutes to get from one side of the town to the next side of the town. That's his prerogative. At the end of the day, I'm a fan of the Jaguars. I, I look at, and you know, this is an interesting question. I've, I've seen you tag me in it, South Breeze, and you actually tagged all of us in it, where this guy was asking, was it any other um, fan bases as toxic as the Falcons? And I explained a little bit of what was going on with the Jaguars. And that actually was a good good thing because sometimes I look at like what we do and I'm like, damn, we got to be like the worst fan base ever. And then I hop on Twitter and see the madness that the Falcons go through. And I'm like, wow, you know what? This team goes through the same stuff. They have the same idiots that we have. It's one of them or tens of thousands of them in every fan base, you know, so. That was a great question. I'm glad you tagged me in that. Shout out to uh, D. That's all. He he tweeted that out. Uh, I mean, and that boy, yeah. So you and Josh and them and Reggie, y'all take it a little too far. We need more UGA players. Have the Falcons missed 
has the front office missed on scouting some UGA players? Yes, they have. But y'all want every single one. Like anybody that's wearing red and black is not meant to be a Falcon. They fit the scheme. They fit what they're trying to do as a coaching staff. Probably not. The, the, the biggest one you guys go back to where I was chopping over Reggie and them was uh, Nick Chubb. And I'm like, Nick Chubb, yeah, he was in the third round, but you had to look at like every other team passed on him like three times because he had his knee blown out. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's a risk a lot of people aren't really trying to take. It's great that it's worked out for him, but like you can't be mad at that. Um, I tweeted out to Reggie that I, I would have liked Roquan Smith, who plays for the Bears now, and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, we should draft him. I was like, bro, he was drafted, like, in that draft, I think, number eight. And we had the 26th pick, and we took Calvin Ridley. So, And it was like, yeah, did we need Calvin Ridley? Would I rather have Roquan Smith or Calvin Ridley? I can Roquan Smith. If I'm, a, if I'm even a hot take, let me get Roquan Smith right now. I mean, is it, but the thing is, I don't even have the option to get him, I guess. Yeah, well, yeah, that's, that's, that's the other part, but. Yeah, there's certain players where it's just like, you know, you look at the draft, you look at the board where they went, and you're just like, well, why didn't we draft him? It's like, well, he got drafted five picks before your team was on the clock. That's why. Like, well, sorry. Another I one that makes I wanted Trevor Lawrence, too. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, yeah. Uh, another another player that that uh, we, we wanted, <laughs> I think we, we took Tack McKinley over TJ White. So that's another one. The fans yeah, that's are- an odd one. That's an odd one. But Tack, <laughs> not Tack's not fit. No, I'm thinking of the other guy, uh, Grady. Grady's a good one. Tack, that's a that's a bad one. That's not good. Yeah. So I, I've seen the Jordan Davis. Piece. It's okay. And, and this is the other thing you guys do, that boy and, and UGA fans out there. It's been two games, right? It's been two games. And and everybody's proclaiming Jordan Davis like the best defense attack on the draft. Like, let's let's pump the brakes. Let's, let's let the season let's let the season play out before we're already saying like oh let's put him next to Grady Jarrett like yo we, we slow down relax but, and, and, but that's, that's things matriculate yeah you know that's mean? what that's what sports is it's like it's I guess over overreaction over every little thing like you know the the Falcons you know Kyle Pitts did nothing and all of a sudden he's a bust now the Colts offensive line was trash and now all of a sudden they're just gonna be worse and Aaron Rodgers had his worst game all in week one and like those things are most likely like. If we come back and we talk about this at the end of the season, do we think that there's going to be another game where Kyle Pitts has under 20 yards? I'm guessing not. Is there going to be another game where Aaron Rodgers puts up three points and two picks? Probably not. Yes. Yes. Is there a chance that the Colts O-line gives up five sacks in a game? Probably not. Like those things, it happens. Wait, but like you would overreaction move. stuff, though. We're going to see after tomorrow how many sacks they give up, and then I'll tweet okay, so let's, on let's, Monday about let's, that five-sack thing. I mean, I mean, like, I feel like I, I made this – me and uh, Lowe's had a little – I made a, a bet to him that uh, whoever wins between the uh, Colts and uh, Rams, that uh, the loser would have to wear a – or have to change their avi to a team-related uh, picture of the winner's uh, team for like a week. And uh, I said all that before, like, the injuries started happening. So <laughs> I feel like at this point we should just, like, just watch the game, not really talk about it, just, like, just enjoy it. There's no reason to, you know, we didn't oh, okay. really we, right. didn't, we didn't shake on it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we'll just, I said that. do, so I don't know, bro. I mean, if you don't feel like changing, that's on you. So no, I, I, I can pull the tweets. No. So, <laughs> real quick, I, I need that boy to explain. This is why he – why he doesn't like out-of-town Falcon supporters. 
I, I think it's on the contrary. I don't like in-town Falcon supporters. They're, they're, they're too close to everything. They're way too close to the game. Like everything is like everything is World War Three out there. It's 2021, and people still have Matt Ryan, Michael Vick conversation. It's 2021, and people still think Matt Ryan's to blame for everything. ESPN tweeted out a video from First Take, Stephen A. Smith saying that Matt Ryan still needs to be held accountable. For the Super Bowl loss, it's 2021. Like, what are you talking about? Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan almost had a perfect. That, Matt Ryan almost had a perfect quarterback rating in that game, right? Like, let's. What are we? What are we doing? But fans will see that and they'll jump the retweet. and doing exactly what ESPN wants. Sorry, Eric, but it is what it is. But like this, this is the the foolishness we have to deal with. Like, people go see Matt Ryan. Well, they see us score six point. Blame on Matt Ryan, right? Cool. Kyle Pitts doesn't do anything. They blame it on Matt Ryan. And again, I, I am getting like Kyle Pitts, but I understand how football works. If you watch the game, you could see that our, let's see, or was it left guard? Jalen Mayfield, who this organization drafted in the third round because they thought he could be a, a good a left guard or a good guard prospect. He played tackle in college. According to PFF, who I also have blocked, had the lowest rating for any lineman that they've ever measured. It was like a 1.8 or something like that. Matt Ryan cannot throw the ball if he has no time to throw the ball. Like Kyle Pitts can't get open if Matt Ryan is on his back. And it's hilarious because one of the homies on Twitter, I forgot his name, but he tweeted out a tweet that Jalen Mayfield sent before the draft talking about, if you don't want your quarterback on the ground, draft me. Next to a picture of Matt Ryan laying flat on his face. You know what I'm saying? So – yeah, it's 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 all bad, man. It's 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 anarchy. Fans are cussing at each other and fighting all the time. Like our team is bad. The Falcons are bad. Like you just have to accept that. Like we're probably gonna get a win till maybe week three. Like we play Tampa Bay, that's gonna be disgusting. Like if you didn't see what Vita Vea did to those linemen last week, just go watch that film. And also their team score points. So uh, we got the Giants. The Giants can actually score touchdowns as well. And then after that, we have uh, Chase Young and the Washington football team. So, <sighs> tough. It's going to be a tough couple weeks for the <laughs> – oh, my God. Hold on. Let's see. He said, that's what I call myself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a Falcon supporter. I can't get down with the fan activity at that point. Y'all, y'all be doing too much. Like, y'all's blood pressure be out high and stuff. Skin be looking crazy. You know what I'm saying? You got to drink some water and chill. Like, you can't be wilding out for every – action the Falcons do man it's not that it's not that serious now I would love to live in Atlanta I I probably maybe will one day so I can you know avoid you people but um yeah it'll be cool but again and I tweet this out being a toxic fan doesn't make you a better fan being a crazy fan does not make you a better fan it just makes you toxic and crazy like you can you can enjoy the Falcons without all the extra stuff. That's 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 my point. That's all I'm saying. Well, I, I just don't understand like the toxicity from a fan base. Not and that's just specifically speaking on like the Falcons, but just fan bases in general of like teams with zero championships. Like, why are you so toxic? Like, just calm down. Your team, like these, most of these teams aren't you know winning winning dominant franchises with historical trophies and great all time players. Like the Falcons have one. I don't. I mean, I'm on the fence on Deion Sanders being an Atlanta Hall of Famer because he's known for playing everywhere else. But like the Falcons don't have like they're not some historic franchise. They don't have any Super Bowl rings. 
They're not like one of the most winning franchises of all time. Why are you so tough? Why are you letting your blood pressure go up that high over a team that ain't done shit for you? Yeah, you know but like, like I said, I mean, by the same token, your team didn't do anything until they drafted one particular person. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like that's all it's going to take is that one time they were, you know, just plays away from having a championship. And it's like that's all they have. Like they, the Hawks are garbage. They're okay oh, now. Here we go. You know, oh, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make sure. I want to make sure the, I clip the this Braves had, yeah, Please clip that. The Braves had 3155. The, the Braves had <laughs> multiple Hall of Fame pitchers. They underachieved, and then you have the Falcons. They had the Dirty Bird thing. You have Freak Nick in Atlanta. You have Follies. You have uh, Magic City. You have all the Follies illustrious. Follies and shut down. They shut. Down. Whoa! What? Yeah, oh, a while ago, dog. R.I.P. to a real one. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> what is life? What is life anymore? <laughs> How, bro? How? What's the How? point? How? Why would they do this? I mean, but it's uh, just no, like, I'm being dead serious with the Hawks. They, come on, man. They, they, I got time for that. That's that's they, a they whole just, they haven't been good in a long time. That's and a, you have Atlanta, man. You have a high powered offense. The dirty bird. Three, era was, six was points. I, it's not high power. <laughs> they had, <laughs> had, had they had the dirty bird era with, with Jamal Anderson and, and Warden Anderson and Jesse Tuggle and you know, just the legends of Atlanta. You have the most electrifying player in sports history in Michael Vick. It's like, yes, we're going to talk about the Hawks because they historically suck. They have no titles. So, all right, man. It's, so, it's a black city that, that doesn't win anything, but you love it because you're black, you know? And I love that about Atlanta. I, I love it. They're not going to like that. Let's put my hat back on for niggas to make hey, fun man. of me being bald. All I'm going to say is, uh, man. Kyle Pitts better have a – and it's it's hard to say because I don't think it's going to happen this week either. Like, I don't think a breakout's going to come until we play a team that doesn't have, like, one of the top ten defensive lines in the NFL. <laughs> but, um, man, I'm just saying, man, like, I'm done with the Falcons. All right, let's move on, man, because I can talk Falcons all day. So <laughs> let's talk about another type of stand, fan, toxicity, culture. Let's talk about these barbs, right? So, oh Nicki Minaj, uh, real quick, and this, oh this ties into the COVID pack watch, which nobody wants to talk about, but the pack is still packing, it's stanking, it's getting rolled up, people getting blown away. So, and this is the, and this is, if you read my name, if you watch my YouTube, my, my display name is Ban the Internet. The internet was a mistake. Social media was a mistake. All this shit was a mistake. I'm, I, I would say something that's mad problematic, but I'm not trying to get arrested by the FBI, but we might have, we might have too many rights in America. That's all I'm going to say. But um, so Nicki Minaj came on Twitter. Long of the short is, she said that her cousin in Trinidad and Tobago uh, got enlarged testicles from taking the COVID nineteen vaccine, right? And because social media, social media is this shit made it to CNN. It made it to Tucker Carlson on Fox News. You got like. Anthony Fauci coming out and like refuting Nicki Minaj's like, what part of the matrix are we in that this is this is happening? I believe they banned her from Twitter and they like kicked her off the internet. They did not. She made oh, yeah, she was she was still tweeting. Yeah, Nikki, that's At the least thing with Nicki Minaj. Yesterday. That that's the I, 
that's my main issue with, with with what Nicki Minaj is out here saying. Like she's out here lying about stuff. Like if you want to, and they're they're not really focusing on some of the good. Like she's walked back some of the things. But when you're talking well, about like, oh, up. yeah, she got yeah. To. But it's like, don't lie. Don't be like, oh, well, Twitter uh, banned me or blocked me or suspended my account because I was speaking the truth and having a free mind. It's like, and then Twitter has to come out and say, like, no, we looked at what you tweeted and it wasn't against our, you know, spreading like false uh, stories or anything like that. So she wasn't banned from Twitter. This thing with her cousin's friend was researched over in that country, and they were just like, yeah. We wasted all this time. Minister. Yeah, and they got to make a statement about this. Had to come out and make a statement like, what are we doing? What are we doing? It's it's annoying because it's like, yeah, do your research on the vaccine. Of course, if that's what you if that's what you're going to do, then do it. But actually do it because there's people that are saying they're going to do their research and they don't. And they put everything else in their body. There's only one person. I don't know the person, but like I heard on on ESPN <laughs> that uh Cam Newton is one of those people that doesn't take any pain pills or uh do any of that stuff and playing in the NFL those are something that you that everybody does regularly <clears throat> but he is like bit like he legitimately looks at everything he puts in his body he needs not he's not just putting anything in his body so I believe him when he says Oh, I've been. I'm going to do my research, or I'm not going to do this, or whatever, because he's been that. But these people that like are in the McDonald's parking lot eating a Big Mac, like you're not that person that you know. I need to verify what I put in my body and stuff like that. And this vaccine's been out for almost a year, Nicki Minaj. You know what I'm saying? Like, what have you been doing? You have. You're a multimillionaire. You have the best doctors. What does your doctor say? You pay your doctor. Like, what are they saying? Or did you not check with them? Or are you just waiting? until this thing passes by so you don't have to get it. And for the record, she did get COVID already. And you know what she did? You know what I bet she did? I bet she got the best medical care. Unlike <clears throat> unlike the barbs who are legitimately broke because they're all in high school. Like you can do I'm this sure stuff. Not in high school, but go ahead. You, so- but you know what I'm you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> Nicki Minaj can go out and get the best doctor, the best medical care, stay inside, be quarantined in her mansion and be okay. But regular people can do that. If a regular person catches COVID, those regular people can't afford to just miss work. Some people ain't got insurance. And you're out here telling them, like, oh, well, I, I, I still got to do my research. All right. So, okay. So, real quick, Nick Minaj also, and, and this is where I say social media interest mistake. Like, she literally had her fans, well, they did it on their own, but they were protesting the CDC. Like yeah, and this is where these platforms become dangerous. You have people actually going out in the streets protesting virologists, scientists, doctors. Bruh, Anthony Fauci has been in these streets for a long time. Thank you very much, Dr. Nick. So anyway, the point that I was gonna make <laughs> so, is I got the power, man. I agreed to the All right. <laughs> He literally had her fans out here. Dr. Dr. Fauci has been out here for a long time. If you watch any type of government documentaries or anything like that, you're going to see the same 30 old white people, whether it be Joe Biden, Dr. Fauci. These people are out here. So to, to discredit him at this point is, is unacceptable. Go ahead. Thank you very much. He muted himself. <laughs> you think that's real funny, don't you? So 
Anyway, and don't do that to me again because I told you my computer is on its last leg. I just had to <laughs> redo the operating system to even get this thing to come up. So anyway, this is my whole thing. I was one of the people at one point that wanted to take a wait and see approach. So I'm not going to sit here and condemn anybody that wants to do so or not. Please, Mr. Lowski Wolski, you bald headed fuck, don't clean your fingers while I'm talking, sir. <laughs> So hey, he's over here crocheting his fingers or whatever niggas do. But no, I got to fucking hang now. I'm trying to get that shit off camera. Okay, you use your teeth and bite it out. You know how we do on things camera. on camera. You see, nigga, want me to do the shit so, on camera? Niggas gonna be roasting the fuck out of my ass. Relax. So I, I apologize, sir, for your hangnail. I know that's a painful experience. So I was one of the people that took a wait and see approach. So I can understand people not wanting to immediately get it when it comes out. But we got to stop this hoodoo voodoo shit, you know, Dr. Sebi, Dr. Africa, Dr. This, Dr. That type of stuff. Look, at the end of the day, this stuff is packing people up. For real. Are there going to be side effects? Yeah, there's going to be side effects to what goes on with anything that you put in your body. Um, whether you're taking gobs and gobbles of fucking sea moss or you're doing the elderberry or whatever the case may be. But it's like... For you to sit here and have so many fans and spread vicious lies, your cousin of a cousin or whoever had enlarged balls because they took it. How do we know that's not from the McDonald's you were eating last week that you've eaten for the last 18 to 25 years of your life? Whatever the case may be. At the end of the day, taking the wait and see approach, I can understand it and I'm not going to fault you if you want to do it. Um, you know, it's pretty dangerous and Russian roulette if you're running around without a mask and doing it. But I can see taking a wait and see approach. If you want to do the research, like Marcus said on a prior episode, look, it's some big words in a lot of this stuff. Are you really doing the research or are you just lying? They're not. No one they is. Are, they are, for real. For no me, one's looking at some things up. I did research. I will say that. And what ended up happening to me that I keep saying, I got a text message from somebody I know with a video, somebody dying that I know with it. And it was like, okay, knock, knock, knock. This is a wake up call. You know, at the end of the day, that person was unvaccinated. Ass was out of the paint. Then three days later, got a call, another friend out of Atlanta. Hey, this person we went to school with passed away due to COVID. I was like, shit, that's two in a week. Another call. Hey, so-and-so's mother passed away from COVID, blah, blah. and I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna, <laughs> if I grow a second dick or a fourth ball or something like that. Wait, who would be a fourth? You got three? Is this a HIPAA violation? Is this a HIPAA violation? Anyway, whatever the case may be, even if you have to do that and risk those type of adverse effects, wouldn't you still be rather, rather you would still want to be able to live another day and go forth with your life and be comfortable knowing that, hey, if Susie Q sneezes, this isn't going to be the thing that may cause me to die, may cause my mother to die, may cause my father to die. Well, mine's already dead, but, you know, you get what I'm saying. When that's, it, it, that's the decision that I had to make. You know what I'm saying? So to me, what she did was grossly irresponsible. If I were ever a Nikki fan, which I'm not, I would never listen to her music again for that because why would you do that? And and then the crazy thing is some people said that this was just to stir a pot. So the information about her husband and being uh, potentially sentenced to 10 years will kind of be swept under the rug. 
But, you know, just saying, I'll let y'all go. Well, yeah. I heard about that, too. Yeah, I was kind of, I was, and this all, like, stemmed from, like, her not going to the Met Gala. And that was kind of the third rail conversation that I wasn't really seeing by the mainstream. Like, yeah, I kind of agree with the Dolphins that this was just a ploy to get people to not talk about that because that's pretty embarrassing. And it's like, you, you knew that going in. But I, <clears throat> it's getting annoying here in the, uh, hearing like the negative effects about the vaccine, like people say those things as if it's like more of a, like if that's the majority of things, like people will hear, well, my, you know, my cousin's friend's uncle got the vaccine and, you know, he has a, his foot fell off. And it's like, okay, that's someone else's story that you heard. Are we going to ignore all the other people that are vaccinated and that have gone around hundreds and thousands of people and not infected anybody or the hundreds and thousands of people that have been vaccinated and and caught covid that didn't die like are we going to talk about those numbers too or are we going to talk about the minority and it's like i get it but it's like if you're going to if you're going to use that small sample sample size of like the three or two or three percent of people that got like sick or died from the vaccine against the overwhelming like 97 to 98 percent of people who are vaccinated and are doing better like it just seems irresponsible also I mean, to be honest with you, that's that's actually like on brand for people who are like, oh, well, they only tell you about the people who died. What about the people who survived when the when COVID first started to go off? Because I kind of remember them talking like that. And they were like, well, the survival rate is like 99% or 98%. So with them saying like they don't talk about the, the people who survived, they're also talking about the people who get sick. From taking the vaccine or to have some kind of effect and i was like yeah no that's like right there where they're at that's the kind of energy they're going to always bring like my thing is <clears throat> if you like i'm vaccinated i don't tell people to get vaccinated i feel like if at this point if you aren't you probably aren't i don't know what more you're going to wait for unless you're like well i don't need it because everybody else is getting vaccinated and then you get sick and then you're like well shit, i should have took it or you're just not going to get it anyway. So there's nothing you can like. People already made up their mind. People are already on whatever side they're going to be on. Right now, it's just talking points. And people are using that to obscure. Not just saying it's just Nikki, but it's other people using that conversation piece to obscure other facts about themselves or about what's going on. So honestly, I've just been tuning that out. I mean, I'll get my jokes off on Twitter, but I don't take anything serious about that anymore. Yeah, it was also funny, too, because uh, Azalea Banks, who, you know, she's had her issues, but she has some good points. Um, according to XXLMag.com, Azalea Banks wants to know why Nicki Minaj is questioning the vaccine, but not butt injections. I'm okay. like, wow. That's a great, that's a great point. <laughs> also, <laughs> also, a solid question. I mean, solid question. She said, uh, for as many black women who have died and have their legs <laughs> amputated, body parts amputated because of black market butt injects, why do we not have Nicki Minaj questioning that? Kind of the same thing like Marcus says, she can get the finest butt implants, but uh, you know, the normal run-of-the-mill person cannot. And while we're on, again, just nonsense misinformation with COVID, I'm not gonna let you guys forget what Cardi B said back in 2020 in her Instagram live saying, we keep seeing these basketball players saying like, yeah, I have the coronavirus, but I don't got no symptoms. So I'm not supposed to know when I'm supposed to get tested for it. 
She also said, y'all is playing with me. That's my problem right here because y'all not really saying what it is. And it's like, all right, tell me what it is, blah, blah, blah. And she also said, this is the most egregious part. Um, <clears throat> she says, um, it's like, all right, so tell me what it is and what it ain't. It's starting to feel like y'all paying. Y'all is paying. Oh, if she I can't remember. talk. I remember. <laughs> y'all is paying to say they got it. And she's like, if y'all are paying to say you got it, pay me too. Pay hmm. me too because I'm trying to get paid. Was that, and that, that was that, early on. But go ahead. Still, still, R.I.P. Carl Anthony Towns' mom, an NBA player, who's yeah. and five of his family members. Still, I, still, still irresponsible either way. But like problematic. That, but that's the thing. Like I, I, I recently looked at it. I don't follow like any of these celebrities on Twitter. Like I follow a couple of them on Instagram because it's like pictures and tour dates and stuff like that. But like Twitter, like I don't follow Nicki Minaj. I don't follow Cardi. I don't follow. Wallet. I don't follow any like I don't follow J. Cole. Kit. I don't follow any of these people because I don't want to hear what they have to say on stuff like this because it's normally something dumb. Like, no, post your pictures, post your music, post your tour dates, get out of my face. Like, I don't care what Nicki Minaj has to say about this vaccine or Corona, like any of that stuff. I don't want to hear it from them. And I don't follow any, like Nicki Minaj in the game. They're actively tweeting their ways out of my top 15. Like every day, and I, I'm like, I can't do this anymore. You keep saying dumb stuff, and it makes me question why I like your music. I just be quiet. So you have too many followers for this. Yeah, it's <laughs> the retweets that I see. Still see these people. Twitter's got to fix that. But just to wrap up the pack, watch. I just retweeted out: um, anti-vaccine Alabama YouTubers die of COVID nineteen weeks apart. Mm. I wish they would stop posting them. Like we're supposed to feel bad for them because I don't. You had I, the I opportunity. I want to do this just to wrap it up. Um, just, just one more point for me. Look, I had the vaccine. I'm, I got the Pfizer. I didn't. I, I haven't told anybody. I've been vaccinated for a while. I, I wasn't all in people's face. I felt like it wasn't anybody's business at any point. Um, the worst thing about the vaccine, I was tired. My arm was sore after the first one and the second one. It was extended just a little bit more, and then I'm back to normal. I'm not pissing out green slime so <laughs> yeah, I, would, I, would back, I would push that push back on that point that it's not anybody's business it is anybody's business because I'm not saying you in particular but if you decide to be unvaccinated and let's say jump on an uber driver's car or jumping or sit in a restaurant or not wash your hands or go in public places coughing and not wearing a mask that it that's an issue for the rest of us or the people that are not or the people that are vaccinated or people that are immunocompromised and just general hygiene like that's just nasty so that that's the whole thing, the whole HIPAA nonsense. Like, uh, again, ban the internet, shut down social media. Just, just can we get newspapers out? Let's just do newspapers. People don't read, so the smart people will read and then tell the dumb people, like, yeah, this is what you need to do, and we'll, we'll all be good. Let's go back to the, you know, back to the early, early days. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody said if it was 1997, like most of America would be vaccinated because the misinformation wouldn't have spread nearly as fast. And I was like, that is big, big fucking, big true, fucking facts. Big fucking facts. But yeah, um, I'm also okay with uh, these uh, jobs telling people that they cannot come back to work unless they're vaccinated. Totally fine with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm willing to see how many people are really about that life. It's going to end up being yeah. like the whole, the whole Nike thing. Like, oh, when Colin Kaepernick kneeled, I'm never buying Nikes. I'm never buying Ford trucks. All that bullshit and their sales of all. Of I'm never yeah, watching the F-150 NFL. is still the number one selling truck in America. Where Crazy how that works. The NFL gains more fans every single day, even though all these people allegedly stopped watching football. Hashtag go woke, get broke. But, you know. Yeah. 
they'll be at work. <laughs> they will be they'll be pushing the car Monday morning, getting their nasty uh, office coffee and uh, going back there, oh, yeah. pretending they were never up. Shit, actually, you know what's funny about that? Um, my job, they had sent out an email back in, I think it was like May, saying if you were vaccinated, bring cars up, you ain't got to wear masks anymore. You know how many people brought their cars up there? I heard so many people talk about that shit way before. I'm not getting vaccinated. I'm not getting vaccinated. The minute they said we ain't got to wear masks, everybody was vaccinated all of a sudden. I was like, huh, interesting. So they job, they, like, I don't know, people down here was like, oh, if I ain't got to wear it, if I'm vaccinated, I'm pretty sure they job on the line about getting a couple shots. They're going to get it. Exactly. But <clears throat> real quick, we transition musical. We're going to talk about this uh, this tweet the page put out. Um, as far as things that'll get your black car revoked. Okay. Um, and it was an interesting tweet. Um, but uh, let me let me pull this tweet and find some of the responses because I'm gonna tell you right now, internet people are ridiculous, right? So my response to this tweet: confessions that might get your black heart revoked. Let me scroll. Let me scroll. Because they, oh, they, yeah, they, yeah, they, 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 they got your ass out the paint. They didn't get me out the paint. <clears throat> I said spades is overrated, right? Yeah, yeah. I did not. I did not say I'm not good at spades. Oh I my say, I did not like spades. I did not say I do not enjoy playing spades. I simply said that spades is overrated because it is. It's not a particularly hard game. It doesn't really take that much technical skills. Either you know how to bid or you don't. Like that's what it boils down to. Dominoes or bones is a superior game that requires much more skill. The ability to count under pressure, which is an underrated skill and the ability to kind of read other players and actually kind of play. It's a team game, but it's not a team game, if that makes sense. So if you get on a, a table with experienced, skilled domino players, you, you'll get things rocking. Like, it's not always about scoring points. Like, all money's not good money. But a lot of you guys, you know, still count with your fingers and, and trace words when you read, so you need to play a very repetitive spades game and talk shit and, oh, ah, I can play spades. How many books you got? Like, Doc, I, I've been I've been tweeting about space since like 2011. Please relax. Like, I can play space. It's like, oh, you need people to teach you how to play. Ah, da, 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 da. Yeah, ha- ask your mom to teach me how to play. How about oh. ask her? <laughs> that's, just, that's just rude. It, I I definitely tweeted that at, at one person. But yeah, it's 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 not like I don't know how to play space. I enjoy space. It's just not. It's not that. It's not that fun. It gets oh, really I, old really fast. To be I honest. will say, uh, I think as far as card games, maybe maybe just childish, or maybe I just like playing it a lot. But Uno. I'd play Uno over Spades all day. It's fun. Blame Rami too. It's it's one of those things where, and I think it's a Twitter thing too. Like it, it whatever Twitter is proclaimed the black thing to do, like that side of the line, you have to do it or you're not black. Like oh, you gotta play Spades, Spades, Spades. spades. <laughs> like there's much funner games. There's a there's a card game called Rook that is way funner than Spades, or more fun than Spades. It has like rotating trumps, way funner than Spades. But you guys have to release yourselves from the shackles of, of the simple things like spades and, you know, grits. Tyler Perry movies. Nah, we can grits are fun. Nah, grits Tyler Perry go. movies. What grits, grits are great, bro? I had big ass bowl of grits before I got up on this bit. You got to be like Neo in the mix. You got to free your mind, man. You can't <laughs> you can't be trapped for everything Twitter says you have to like, man. Spades is yeah, cool, but, but it's not Twitter the is. Twitter is a place for a lot of black people to prove their blackness to other black people. 
And shades is that thing that makes you either black enough or not black enough. Blackity black. I'm pretty sure all four of us know how to play spades. So, but I I know how to play spades, but I also haven't played spade in like spades in like ten years because I just it was just too much. I'm just like, why am I so angry playing this? I don't like (laughs) how I feel. But I mean, I I do like playing at that family reunions though. So I mean, there's that. Like that's what I do. My family right. get together. We play space because we some niggas. Let, let me read all the. Let me get. Let me read all the, the stuff. Let's see. Uh, Tech Messiah said, "I'm so disappointed in you. Every day we drift further away from the light." Some <laughs> other corny dude I follow. A one today none said, "Been getting chased off every table." No. <laughs> um, got tired. Sean J underscore said, "Got tired of asking. Teach me how to play." <laughs> no. <laughs> um, there we go. I keep my socks on. She said, I stand with you. I respect them. The retweet. Um, another dude I don't follow said, Boy, I can't play space. LMAO. Okay. Um, somebody's, oh, y- your boy, <laughs> Aubrey's Angels executive, um, fucking Ocho. Said I would never me. take no niggas whose Twitter <laughs> name is Aubrey Angels executive series. I probably would block that nigga as soon as he got in my message. <laughs> <sighs> Fucking loser, bro. God damn it. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. I, a lot of people are getting OVO checks on my timeline, man. There's a lot of people talking yeah, about that. Man. <laughs> that, that GA uh, boy just said that he's never played Spades. This okay. is my only issue with Spades is, I mean, like, I was an only child for a long time. So just having enough people who know how to play, play Spades actually makes it a little bit more difficult to play. You can go outside on a street corner and find a couple people to play Uno. Um, you can easily learn how to play Gin Rummy, which I think is the ultimate black game. I love Gin Rummy 500. Um, Tunk is another really good one. So I do Tunk agree. Is, I, that's I yeah, that like, Don't get talked enough on Twitter, but Tunk is probably blacker than Spades will ever be. Yeah, Tunk, uh, Tunk is super black. Um, and it's like spades is just the cliche thing that you know we do. Like we we gotta eat catfish, uh, we gotta eat grits, uh, you gotta love cabbage and collard greens and macaroni and cheese and cornbread. And anybody that likes candy corn is getting packed up. As if you fuck put, out of here, nigga, I don't fight anybody. Who I don't like it. I don't like it either. I'm just saying. If you put great. sugar in your spaghetti, you're getting packed up. If you, you know, like. We criticize black people for being different. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, we should embrace that. Okay, well, yeah, black black is pretty fun too, and you can play it by yourself, honestly. Well, I, I think it's more just like Twitter jokes, like and like Los, Los was saying, like spades and grits and candy corn is like. I think it's just a cool thing, like on Twitter, but it's like kind of embarrassing if you like in real life. <laughs> no, get the fuck out of here, bro. Get the fuck out of here, nigga. Eat some goddamn. You probably eat oatmeal, bro. That's the opinion. I do. See? That's what I had some this morning. See, look, that's just like, nigga, only old people eat oatmeal, bro. My dad about to be 69. Guess what he eats for breakfast? Oatmeal. Oatmeal. See? Like a, like oatmeal. a real nigga. That's how, that's nah. how he made it. That's nah. how he made it to 69. Nah. I eat oatmeal. Nigga, that's just old people shit, bro. <laughs> nah, well, grits. You know, especially, I'll give you the secret that I learned. If you use whipping cream, it gives it that extra whiteness. You have to make sure you cook your grits thoroughly because I've ran across a lot of these little scallywag ass hoes that don't know how to cook their grits. I don't like gritty grits. I like mine creamy and smooth. 
Um, mm. You know, and you hit the butter with the don't use that processed craft cheese. Use deli cheese. Use the real stuff. Grits, grits is, is bomb as fuck. Like it was some good ass shrimp. Man, when I went Hell to New yeah, Orleans, yeah. and I know we got a lot of Falcons fans that follow this, but boy, let me tell you, I went to New Orleans and had some shrimp and grits. It was so good. Oh my god. Man, whatever that that Dooley sausage they be throwing up in there, bro. Oh yeah, that was that was in it too. They had the Dooley sausage with it, with theirs. It was different. Those some hot sauce on that bitch a wrap, bro. Thank you, my sure Yeah, I mean it was other stuff too. Like <clears throat> I think I put churches over Popeyes was one, which Ooh. as long as you can find a churches with no roaches, <laughs> yeah, churches. Yeah, it used chicken, to be one down the street from my house, bro. They. Yeah, that shit actually hit, bro. Churches ain't bad. I mean, and even I feel like even that, like that's not a, that's not controversial. Like churches and Popeyes are good. Popeyes is god level chicken. Let's be honest. (laughs) Their chicken sandwich is really good, but you know, just the total thing is god level. Um, I'm trying to actually find the damn thing. I think it's because churches and Popeyes both be in the hood. Like you don't ever see no KFC in the hood like that, but you see Popeyes and churches and then. Like you see just more people at Popeye's, so you just think that Popeye's automatically better, but you don't know when you go to churches, you get like a big ass chicken wing for like a dollar and the biscuits is good as fuck. Is is churches just a regional restaurant? Oh shit, I don't know. Because that, that might have something to do with it. Cause I, I I'm not because I know Popeye's is more pretty much everywhere, but I don't know about just churches on the everywhere west coast. That or... I've been, there's been a churches, and I've lived on the west coast. And down south, I don't know if they're up north or not. I know they have. I know they have Popeyes like in the New York area, but I don't know about your. I other I, I don't know. Mm. But I figured that might have something to do with it as far as like popularity wise. But as far as the food goes, like I've never had a bad experience at churches before. Or yeah, at me Popeyes. either. Bro. I don't know. I mean, either which or whatever, whatever one's closest, I'm probably gonna hit. So that's just really what it is. I mean, might as well. It's all good. I mean. It, well, I don't want to. Say, I was gonna say it's hard to mess up fried chicken, but I'm sure white people. Nigga, have you been to KFC? So let's let's retract that. I, I I respect myself too much to eat at KFC. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> the original chicken as a child was really good. Over yeah. time, I don't know what happened, and them getting rid of the re- the wedges was probably the worst thing they could have ever. Done. Oh, the wedges! The wedges! I love wedges, man. The wedges was good. I'm not so afraid. underrated. Wedges are. I do love. Yeah, I'm still trying to find this dang thing. This are a freaking. Timeline: We got the top five Atlanta rappers, which was another topic. But was it? I mean, I don't know if it was a topic, but some people. Well, let, let me let me get let me let me get let, let's go to uh, I guess music real quick. I know uh, Los wanted to come and talk about uh, Lil Nas X. He dropped his debut album uh, Montero this this weekend. I gave it a few listens. Uh, I didn't I didn't really I, I didn't see any wild crazy takes on it but i know you wanted to say yeah i mean i was you know because i remember last time i was on i was saying like he was probably gonna get album of the year at grammys and it was funny because even in his little uh i guess (laughs) promo video he said the same thing so it was just like yeah bro we all on the same page but honestly it might be grammy worthy now should he get rap album of the year probably maybe pop album but i don't know i feel like it's a rap album (laughs) I well, that's what know. I was gonna say. Under in Apple Music, he's under the pop section, so I don't know how that how that's gonna work for him. Uh, okay, so like I was like maybe that, but I feel like I mean it was a good album. I like the features a lot too. 
with the exception of the Elton John one, because Elton John was just on the piano, and I was like, damn, he couldn't like sing a couple. Like, yeah, I always feel like I was like, a little disappointed. I always feel like that's like false advertising when they do that. Like, oh, featuring Stevie Wonder, but he's just on the harmonica. Like, fuck. <laughs> right. Like, I was like, because I remember when I had listened to it, and I listened to it a little bit at work, so I wasn't paying that much attention, but I, it came on on my way home when I was in the car, and I was like, wait a minute, Elton John was on this? And I was like, this nigga only played the piano. Ain't that about a bitch? Yeah. But I was I loving like the. I was loving the Doja verse, like that song. I like, I because I wanted, and I hate to do this, but it's his debut album, so I wanted a lot of the songs that have the same energy as Industry Baby, mm. which some of them did, and I think that's what I think made the album a little bit better for me. Even the song with um, Meg Thee Stallion, which I wasn't even expecting her to be on there. Like, for whatever reason, I feel like Doja Cat should have been, but not Megan Thee Stallion. I don't know what that says about me or about Lil Nas. My expectation for Lil Nas, but I think I'm, I think I'm right there with you. I, I don't I don't know why, but I I, I get it. I think I'm, I'm so like I mean like the energy was there, but I feel like only or at least only one song that I remember, which was Dead to Me, where he kind of like I feel like that was more him compared to the rest of the album. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like he was more, he was more open about a little bit more of himself about how people, not just people, but how his family sees him. And he's been kind of popular for what, two years now. When the old town yeah, come out, almost like three years, I think. Maybe yeah, probably yeah, two years. Probably two years, I think. But it's like, it, like I didn't think that he would kind of go that route. Like in the debut album, I was like, that might be like kind of album three material but i feel like that was like maybe the only song so i was like maybe he's saving some of that for a later album or maybe some like eps or something because i mean he did i don't know like six remixes the whole time or maybe not that many but it was no no there was a lot of them out there it's definitely a lot so like i could see him doing something not necessarily remixes but i could easily see him making like an ep or something where he kind of gets a little bit more vulnerable so i was like a little unexpected but i was like I think I set my expectations wrong for what I wanted for the album, but it wasn't it wasn't a bad album at all. And no. he knows how to capitalize on that internet troll shit. Like that nigga's a master at that. No, he's not going anywhere because of that. I think solely yeah. because of that. Like he'll he'll always be um, successful. Like kind of not in the lane that Cardi B is, but Cardi B is more like she's an entertainer. Also, like she can if mm-hmm. Cardi B quit rapping, she would still be famous. Uh, and not every rapper can say that. Uh, I I did like uh, his album. I thought it was pretty cool. Like I didn't, ex- I kind of kind of agree with you. I thought it would be more of an upbeat, like really poppy, like fun album. But there was some like emotion and vulnerability in there, and I'm just like, oh, I didn't expect this album to be that heavy. Uh, I'm I'm going to be looking for to see what happens. I'm not trying to like project his career, but I want to see what happens with him in the next like two or three years because like. It's cool to be, you know, trending on the internet all the time and being great on YouTube and uh, Instagram Live and memes and all that. That's cool and all, but you know, his streams are probably going to be great. Like his his streams on YouTube are like a million a day, like on all of his videos. Like cool, but when when it's time to like go on tour, are are your fans buying tickets to come see you? Because like. I think Lil Nas X pretty much makes music for anybody, but you kind of have to have like a core fan base of people who are going to spend money. 
Mm-hmm. And I think uh, as and it's not like a huge problem, but Nicki Minaj kind of had that kind of problem uh, later on in her career where like a lot of her fans are younger kids and they can't afford to go out and buy tour tickets to go see her. So she had to cancel and move around some tours. So I'm curious to see what Lil Nas X can do on that realm because that's kind of where you're, that's where you're going to get your money from. Like you're making a lot of your money as an artist from touring. So yeah, it's cool to have all these followers and all these retweets and all these likes and whatever, but are they spending money? And the second thing I'm going to be curious about is are people going to reach out to him to work with him? Not to, oh, well, Lil Nas X is popping. Let me go throw a verse on his album. You know, try to let me try to get hot off of him. You know, so is is Megan Thee Stallion going to ask for, you know, a hook from him on her mm-hmm. album? Is Doja Cat, are they going to work together? You know, uh, are people going to call him instead of Post Malone for some of these features? So, like, if Lil Nas X does this in, like, for the next one or two years, nobody wants him on their projects, and then he's unable to go on tour, I, I'd be pretty concerned about that. Like, you, yeah. you've been opening up, like, award shows, and or you, you've had, like, big performances, so, like, all that's cool. You're getting a lot of eyes on. You got a lot of attention right now. If you drop tour tickets in three months, are those tours, are those tickets getting bought up? And I'm not saying I'm not like doubting him. Obviously, I'm just saying that's something that I would question as a newer artist because he's never been on tour. I don't think I don't think he went on tour like outside of like going like schools when he was first coming up and only had Old Town Road to perform for kids. But, you know, you got to be able to generate some money also like stuff that matters in real life. So my question would be for that is, I mean, with the community that he's in and represents, they're really good about showing up and showing out for their people. So I I wouldn't think he would have an issue with it, especially if he does go more towards a pop lane. Um, I feel like he'll be okay, Um, especially if you're talking about growing out of that Old Town Road, because, yeah, Old Town Road – the kids, they definitely aren't going to be going to see your shows. So um, you would just hope that the people who are in that community and even just the pop community in general would be out and about and really supporting them. And then um, just hope that he's a good performer because I know uh, when I seen the earlier stuff, you know, we, I mean, it was at like schools and bingo halls, but you know, it was just kind of average. Yeah. He's definitely a better performer now, just based on the, like I watched the VMAs. Oh, I didn't watch the VMAs. I just watched the videos of the performances because who watches live TV anymore if it's not sports? <laughs> but like, he's a, like football, about it. <laughs> like I was like, he's a he's a solid performer. Like he does a lot of good. Th- like there's no reason for him to not be a star, is my thing, and that's kind of what I'm going to be looking out for. So I'm not saying like Kendrick is going to be like, hey, I want Lil Nas X on my album. Like he's not going to do that because Kendrick doesn't really work with people in general. But like Lil Baby. And Lil Nas, like Lil Baby has worked with everybody. He should be getting a call. Lil Nas X is from Atlanta. Is Two Chains gonna give him a call to be like, hey, I need you on a hook? Mm. You know, like I'll say Two Chains, Two Chains might not be the one. Thug though. I can see Thug give him a call. Literally anybody, literally any rapper from Atlanta. Are you going to reach out and embrace uh Lil Nas X the same way that we embrace other uh young up and coming rappers that are trying to do something like you think so Thug will give him a call? Like, 
I, I mean, he was like, already Patrick, on the remix, so it would make sense. I don't see, I don't see it being that far out of the realm for Thug to give him a call. Yeah, like, like Ludacris is not calling Lil Nas X. Like, it just that doesn't work. But like Young Thug and Lil Nas X could work. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Be like, well, I don't know if that would sound good together. Like, they would sound good together. So, it 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 would it would be it would be odd to me if. For the next year or two, or maybe even three years, hopefully he's still around, that nobody calls him for a feature. You're one of the biggest, most popular acts, and nobody wants to work with you. That that would that would raise some red flags for me. I, I, I want to be honest with you here, and this is me being completely transparent, because you know the rap community, and you, the women maybe guys. It's going to be a lot. Like he would have to be on some Young Thug where it's like Young Thug is undeniably talented. If if they switch spot, he is. He, he really is. If they switch... I, I like Thug. I think he can rap, right? Yeah, I, 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 do, like I do too. Lot, I do too. Like, yeah, I like a lot him. more. The more and more I listen to him, I'm really <laughs> like, I'm just like, wow, this guy can do whatever he wants on a track. And it's just, just weird stuff. And it works. And like I said, because of some things that he's done before and he's that style of rapper, he could be the one to bridge him over. But beyond that, like you said, I I can't see Lil Baby working with him, Lil Lil Dirk. I couldn't see a Drake. Uh, I don't know about see. I can see Drake doing a song with him only because Drake is at that position where nothing can really – Nobody can really say anything to Drake and making a song with Lil Nas. Yeah, he clearly had that I'm a lesbian thing. So exactly like them niggas is at like not or Drake is at the top of the world. What are they gonna say? You made a song with Lil Nas X and be like, bro, we're both popular. But I'm just saying with with that community and that culture, even if he was at the level like he was top notch, it's still gonna be some guys, unfortunately, be like, eh, I don't know. I mean, like, you know, like the the most famous person that I know that, well, damn, that was little. I mean, that was a young thug that kind of sampled his. I'm about to say Elton John, but you know, once again, he was on Jeffrey, or at least he was sampled on it. I don't know. It's just you know, with, with hip hop, it's so ultra masculine. I don't know. It's, it's tough. And it's a I mean, shame because it's, it's super good. It'll be hard for him to get that to the next level if he wanted to go to rap. But if he sticks pop, I mean, pop is known for supporting people that are gay. Like, or at least they will like go out to concerts, buy the albums, buy merch. I also feel like it's more money in pop than it is. In yeah, life. it is. It's more is more widely available. There's pop stars that are blowing up. I don't even know none, none of these pop stars now, but these people are like super famous and mega popular. Oh yeah, there's, I mean, there's obviously a girl. Like I don't know who that is. There, there is more money in pop music, but I think what I'm more concerned about is I want to see uh, more black artists get some of these looks that Post Malone was getting the last like five or six years, or the same looks that Justin Bieber gets, or like Ariana Grande or something like that. Like if you're if you're able to work with any of those three type of artists, I don't know why Lil Nas X isn't on that short list. Also, considering his status and all that, and I don't think a lot of people. I, I feel like we got to give maybe just this current generation. We got to give them a little bit more credit when it comes to working with certain artists because Tyler the Creator. He's 
he's everywhere. He's on a lot of people's projects, a lot of people's albums, a lot of people's songs, and he's gay too. So yeah. if he can, if he, and granted, he is a, you know, he's an upper echelon type rapper. Like he's one of the top ones out here. Phrasing, I guess. But <laughs> like he's, <laughs> he's a, he's part of that community also. And like Griselda works with him. Freddie Gibbs works with him. Like he's not working with, you know, quote unquote, soft rappers. Like he's working with the the real lyrics, lyricists and spitters out there. So I, it's, I'm not, and I don't want it to come off as like, oh, I'm trying to force Lil Nas X onto people because he's gay and whatever. Like, it's not that. It's just I want black pop singers to get more opportunities, especially the ones that Post Malone and Justin Bieber are getting. Like, I feel like they should get those looks instead of, you know. So yeah, especially thing. since we made Post Malone famous. Well, I didn't make Post Malone famous. I did not Black either. people made Post Malone famous, and I'm not understanding that shit. They didn't care rap for nothing. So. I don't know what, like, I, Post Malone makes me sick. Like, I... And I, I guess I just have a thing where it's just like people just because hip hop is so inclusive as a culture and wants everybody to come in and be great and, you know, uh, expanding the genre that anybody could just come over here, get hot and then just leave. And, you know, we don't have those same opportunities like Omarion's not getting those Justin Timberlake looks. You know, because Justin Timberlake is Justin Timberlake. He came in, got hot with the Neptunes and, and the clips, and he was able to just go off and host, you know, host the, the uh, Super Bowl halftime show. Like, Omarion's been here. Like, Usher's been here. Like, we have our own black pop stars that, that we have and that we can use. And it's like, we shouldn't we shouldn't just let people come in, get hot, and then leave. Like, what has Post Malone been on? Have, has, has anybody heard from Post Malone? Because I haven't. And I actively like, I mean, I actively avoid his music, but he's so popular that if he puts out a song, you're going to hear it. But has he been doing anything or did he just come in and hit a lick and now he's gone? Exactly. He left, he left rap and made a rock album. That's what he did. It's pretty ridiculous. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that, I, I, outside of that, there wasn't really a lot of like, I guess, <clears throat> super, Great music that dropped that like. Wait, hold up, hold up. Backtrack. Baby King dropped the album. Hey, Rover Gang. That shit's Rover Gang. Rover Gang. We are talking about Rover Brothers. <laughs> Top of the fucking morning. That Top song goes hard. Top of the morning. That, that shit Top goes of the morning. Hard. I don't care if nobody says. I remember I was like, because like the meme was going around, it was circulating. I was like, let me look this shit up. It can't be as bad as I think it is. And the first time I listened to it, I was like, where the fuck is this part at? And it was at the end of the song. And I was like, I really wasted all this time just to listen to a meme. And then I ran it back and I was like, but this song kind of hard. So I downloaded the album. I listened to like most of the album. It was like, this nigga Baby King kind of slotted. Yeah, he got some, How, he got some hits on it. He got some bangers on it. That's what I'm saying. It was like Baby King could be the next one. I respect it. I respect it. Well, well speaking of music, so uh, I know we talked about the, the Drake album, I guess, uh, a few episodes ago. Uh, one of the best things to come from that album for me is it introduced me to two artists that I hadn't heard of before in Yeba and Thames and Yeba dropped her album like a, last week and Thames dropped her album this weekend. Both of those albums are really good to great. Like those are some pretty amazing bodies of work. So, you know, I, I, I come off as like criticizing Drake a lot, but like I, I I'm not going to say that he hasn't put me on to certain artists that I wasn't listening to. Like, I didn't listen to uh, Wizkid until I heard, I think, uh, 
one dance. And that's probably more more so on me, not branching out as much. But now I'm I'm, I'm a WizKid fan now. And now I'm a Tim's fan and I'm a Yeba uh, fan. So I'll give Drake that. I'm not giving Drake props for nothing. You know what I'm going to give somebody <laughs> props? I'm going to give Kanye props for putting me on Shinsia. We need to talk about her because she is an amazing artist. But no, nah, I'm not going to hate. Uh, I mean, I want to listen to Yeba. People are saying that she can sing. Somebody compared to Beyonce, and I was like, I mean, okay, this was kind of extreme. That's kind of extreme. I was like, she's like I was like, she's like a lesser Adele. Like, if there was like a not as good Adele version out there, Yeba would probably be her. That's where she is. I haven't listened to uh, Tim's outside of the uh, Drake song, so I'm out to get up on that. I'm slacking. I'm slacking. So. I don't know. Drake ain't never put me on. Who the fuck did Drake actually put me on to? Uh, little baby. Nah. Why was that nigga? Yeah, okay. Black Boy uh, Drake put people on. Drake put some people on to Amigos. You know what? I will not lie. Yeah, he definitely put me on Amigos. He put me on Amigos. That's, he that's put me on the weekend, too, kind of. You know what's crazy? is like, I think that was at that time when I didn't really fuck with Drake, but whenever I heard that song, uh, what is that song? Marvin's Room? No, not Marvin's Room. It was on Take Care, though. Whatever song they was on together on Take Care, I heard that. And I was like, this weekend they kind of sliding. So I started listening to the weekend after that. I went fucking with Drake, though. Damn, you just. You See, the music. Bro, I'm, a, I'm a hater, bro. I'm, not, I'm a hater. I'm a hater. <laughs> to me, at this point, like, I, the more and more I listen to the Drake, the more and more that I do like it and I can appreciate uh, Drake for putting people on the way that he does because you know it's a lot of artists that he collaborates with and it's like oh shoot you know this person sounds really good like I had heard some people when Tim's was rumored to be on the album and I was like who the hell is Tim's like yeah, she's who really is good. Yeba and then you know you hear him on there and then you know with the Yeba I remember this uh, this chick who she fucks with the podcast shout out to Adra. Um, she was like, oh, man, I can't wait for this Yeba album to come out. And I did check it out, and I was like, dang, this is actually pretty good. And if she hadn't have been on the Drake Project, I wouldn't have listened to her. You know? Facts. The other day. True. I was in that same boat. And I I do like that a lot of people, because we I said it uh, the weekend that it came out when we reviewed the album, that, hey, I'm, I'm lowering my expectations for Drake albums. Like, I'm not saying this bad. I'm not saying it's whack or mid or anything like that, but I'm not expecting this high-level rapping, high-level production, high-level produ- high singing, or high-level sequencing, or anything that's going to be like discussed on a deeper level like five years from now. I'm not expecting that from Drake anymore. I've lowered my expectations. I'm just going in here, have some fun, listen to some toxic music, and you know, get in, get out, and be, be on my way. Like That's what it is, and that a lot of um, of the big name uh, music industry commentators have kind of echoed that sentiment the last couple of weeks that I've seen where I'm just like, I'm not saying it's a good or bad thing for Drake, but it's the thing where we got to start being honest with, with what these artists are doing. Like Drake makes good music. He's not making classic music. Like we can look, we, we can listen to it and see that, Hey, you know, a couple years from now, we'll go back and be like, oh, yeah, I remember liking that album, but this is not anything game-changing. This isn't something timeless. This isn't a classic. And that's okay. You know, it's fine. And let's just all, let's not, 
we don't have to lie about him anymore. He makes good the great music, doesn't make classics. That's fine. Like I'm sorry that you guys put him on the history for being mediocre. Not being that's wrong being mediocre. He's just not he didn't come in and change the game, at least not how we wanted him to. And, and no. shout out to uh Sammy Social Dyke for his comment. <laughs> what? What are you laughing at? I don't get it. Uh, so Sammy Social Dyke uh, for definitely pointing out that uh, too sexy, way too sexy went number one and that Drake propelled both Future and Young Thug to their first number one single. <laughs> Even though Drake's part was like the the most boring part of the song, like Future was riding on that mug. Uh the video was hilarious, and of course, you know, Young Thug did his thing. Drake did his thing, but you know, it was—it's it, a super trio of rappers and, and artists. Like, I knew that one was going number one without question. So, shout out to him for really capping extremely hard for Drake. Uh, he is the number one Drake stand on my Twitter feed. Um, thank you for pointing out that he now has future with a number one. I mean, I listen to it. It sounds good. Why are y'all oh laughing? Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't believe They be saying Future don't miss. Bro, Future has put out some duds a few times. Let's oh, just, my God. You know, let's be honest here. <laughs> that Evolve album was not very good. Um, there was a couple other things. The Hendrix wasn't all that. Like, you know, he you were like Hendrix was fire legend. Hendrix was fired up. Hendrix was okay. I mean, that's yeah, just Hendrix was really good. But yeah, I, I do like that. Uh people are changing their expectations for Drake. And honestly, I, I do kind of like this narrative switch on Drake because maybe it'll propel him to, you know, put not saying he doesn't put effort into his music, but like, hey, let's let's change this up. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I, I said it, it's almost like if you go, like if you go to Waffle House, you go there for the waffles because the waffles is what they do best. You go to Five Guys, you get the burger because that's what they're known for. They they're elite at making the thing that's on the menu or on the the marquee. Like, hey, we sell burgers. Get the burger because it's the best thing we got here. You know, get the waffle. It's the best thing we got here. Pause. So, Violence yeah. is the thing they do best at Waffle House. Waffle. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, like, so you could say, like, an artist like uh, Kendrick. He's going to give you high-level rapid. Like, you know that every time you walk in. Just like I know if I go on the Five Guys, I'm going to get a great burger. Drake, on the other hand, he's like the Cheesecake Factory. Where if you look at the Cheesecake Factory menu, it's like this fucking thick. So they got burgers, oh, tacos, uh, all they have like pretty much every type of food that you could want. And the only good food there is the cheesecake. They have pasta and all yeah, other, other desserts. Hold on, I'm so sorry. South Breeze, we've already talked about top of the morning. Maybe if you would check in <laughs> instead of eating your PF change, you would know that. So thank you. Go ahead, Marcus. But it's like, you know, you go to Cheesecake Factory and you look at the menu and just like, all right, so I, I, I came here for dinner also, not just the cheesecake. So it's just like, <laughs> so it's like, that's what, that's kind of what Drake is doing. So if you listen, you listen to the album, 
even looking at the title, Certified Lover Boy. So you have a song like uh, Knife Talk. Good song, but Knife Talk and Yebus Heartbreak do not need to be on the same album. They're like, just make your well, hold on, man. The duality of man, right? Sometimes you're a thug, sometimes you're a little soft. Okay, but you also only have one Knife Talk. And you only <laughs> have one Yebus Heartbreak. You only have one, uh, what's the song? Fountains. And those songs are just there to show that he can do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no other song like Knife Talk on uh, Certified Lover Boy. But if you look at the, the there's a there's a couple of sections that are like really that that are more like the Five Guys. So like TSU, Into Deep, Pipe Down. Those three songs are back to back to back. They're that toxic, melodic singing style of Drake, where it's just like, hey, just do that, do that. But you don't need to put. Yeva's heartbreak right after that, you know what I'm saying? Because they're just so totally different, and it doesn't really mesh that well. Kind of cooled down a little bit, and then a few songs later, you're coming at me with knife talk. Like, what the fuck, bro? Like, you're putting too about that action. You're doing you're doing too many things because because you're taken away from what you're great at to do something that you're good at. It's like you're messing up the balance of the album. We're just like, all right, so I need to have some songs for the ladies. I need to have some, a song for the thugs. I need to have an island song. I need to have an R&B song. I need to have my timestamp song. I got to have my intro song. Like, you got to do all – You have. he has to check all these boxes where Kendrick, he's like, I just need to be an elite rapper. That's it. I'm giving you bars. That's it. Kanye West, as long as my produ- – I'm going to get – no matter what you say about Kanye West and his rapping, his lyrics, his songs, whatever, you cannot question his production because he's always going to give you that. Same True with that, like he, say, he made it possible on Blueprint. Child. Yeah. <laughs> so same with like uh, uh, Beyonce or Scissor, who Snow Allegra, or any of these singers, they're going to give you either great songwriting or great vocals. They're going to give you stuff that they're great at. They're not going. They're not going to try to give you – they're not trying to sell to everybody. Drake is trying to be everybody's fan, where it's like he can't just be the hip-hop heads fans. He has to be the the melodic, I like singing R&B guys fan also. He has to be fan to the ladies also. And I get having a, a song for the ladies, but just give him a whole project. Because if here's the secret, guys. You make a song as a man with just songs for women on there, yes, women are going to play it a lot. But guess who else is going to play it? Men, because men like women. Like, what yeah. are you, like, you think, you think niggas is not going to play your R&B album? Like, what do you think we're going to do when the ladies come over? We're going to put on this Drake. Like, come on. Give I'm us an album. I'm say one thing real quick. So, In Too Deep, I like that song a lot. I like when the beat changes, Future comes on, he's doing the hook. Drake, s- split that song up. Get make rid of two the separate first songs. songs, huh? Make it two separate songs. Do you yeah, make the, it two separate songs. Like, club, you know, like I, the, I ain't gonna lie. Sample. I skip through it to future part because the beats drop in. I like the I like the super toxic behavior on it. They're on there talking, pop that shit oh, in too deep. You know, I, I like that. It, it was some stuff that's on this album that was a bit questionable. And I do agree with what you're saying. Like, it's like, for me, I always wanted a classic Drake album. I felt like if he had an album with just 7 a.m. on Bertle Path spitting, just like that, with hooks, that's all I need. 
But it's like Drake's not going to give you that because I have to give you TSU. I need to also give you Fountains. I need to give you Race My Mind. I need to give you effing fans. But I'll come back and give you the remorse. But it does kind of get like it's no cohesion at times at all. Like you just like if I'm feeling a certain type of way, I need to make sure I listen to these type of Drake songs on this. No 4 p.m. in Calabasas is not better than 7 a.m. on Fertile Path. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> but that's your opinion. 4, 4 p.m. in Calabasas was great. You need to realize 7 a.m. He's he's spitting. And maybe you're a little sad because we know you're a Kanye stan and he's going after <laughs> the boy. But just saying. And don't even lie because you're the we one. Have the, we have the receipts. You okay. showed us your title <laughs> shit or whatever. You listen to way more Kanye West than that. So stop. Kanye West got more material to listen to though, so this I don't know. If coming out of nowhere. What's going on? Yeah, I, I also like. I think that's my that's the problem with why uh, or how people talk about Drake because it's like now people think that we can compare Drake and Kanye West. Like now, now people think that they're on the same level, and it's like Kanye West has been at the top for like twenty years. Drake is having a great like historical run. But we can't put his body of work up against Kanye West's body of work and be like, oh, yeah, these are about the same. They're doing about the same. They're putting out the same amount of, like, same type of quality material or art or whatever you want to call it. We can't do that. You can't do that with Drake and Kanye West. Like, you can you can barely hold up Drake's uh, body of work to his peers and it'd be, like, that much better. Because, like, is Drake's discography that much better than J. Cole's? If you put them up next to each other, like, I don't know. it's And that's the thing. It's a question. It's questionable. You take all the Drake's albums and you put them up, put them up against Kendrick's, we pretty much say that Kendrick's is better. You put Drake's body work up against Nicki Minaj's, is it is it better than that? Because I, I don't know. I'm not willing to just be out like, yeah, that's what, like, it's a question with Drake. So for people to just automatically be like, yeah, Drake versus Kanye West, they're the only two that can go at each other, like, Nigga, you are 20 years old. You don't know what Kanye West has been doing. You just know MAGA hat Kanye West. I know right. uh pink polo and the backpack Kanye West. Like that nigga was a different animal. So don't bring, don't come in here with your Drake stuff and get off my lawn. All right. I don't want to hear mm-hmm. any more of it. Shit, they don't know nothing about Henny Kanye at the uh Grammys, bro. That was, yeah, they don't they don't know that they, they never rose Kanye West. They don't know that dude. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that nigga was real. That man we got eight awesome. heartbreaks out of that. It was a great era. Needed that one. Needed yeah. that. That that's that was like game changing and, and not and, and like I said, I don't want it to just be a Drake thing because I don't think J. Cole has that stuff. And they put him on that level. So it's maybe it's yeah. just maybe it's just mixed niggas. I don't know. But uh did did y'all did y'all see the uh the trailer to the new Disney Plus show Hawkeye? Anybody watch that? No. Yikes. Have you been watching any of the Disney Plus shows? I watched everything but what if. So I need to I need to tighten up on that. Everybody's telling me it's heat. Or at least not maybe not so much heat, but it was like it's watchable though. It's entertaining, I'll say that. I do like the uh the what if show. Um Adolphus, you did you watch the uh Hawkeye trailer? No, I I've been kind of busy. I apologize. I, I watched it. <clears throat> My quick take is is that if it weren't framed around like Christmas music, nobody would care. That was that was the biggest thing that stood out to me. They're trying to brand it as like a Christmassy holiday series. 
this shit came out in like March, they'd be like, bro, we don't give a fuck about Hawkeye. <laughs> I kind of see that. Well, I'm maybe I'm being told this is a holiday thing, and or maybe I'm just watching because it's a Marvel TV show and I've been I've watched all of them, so why not this one? Uh there's one thing that that can make this show great, but Marvel is going to have to take take a chance. And I, I don't know if they will or not, but they do need to kind of address this. Uh, what Hawkeye did during the blip needs to be addressed because that shit wasn't right. Like, he was just going out there just killing people. Like, yeah. No, no, hold on. He was. He, stopped. he, he was did. Asian people. He didn't okay, that's even worse. He didn't stop all the mob families in, in, in America. Yeah, he skipped over the mob. He went to he went to Japan and started killing Asian and people. He, and he killed right he killed before. the cartel, killed the cartel also. Yeah. So it's like I feel like he needs to um at least be held accountable for for what he did. Cause it's like, yo, you just can't do all that stuff and we just forget about it and you just get a pass. And that that was kind of my problem with uh with WandaVision, how that ended. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen WandaVision, I'm going to spoil the end. So she pretty much held that entire community captive, like with her mind control. And at the end of the episode, at the end of the show, it was like, hey, dog, I know you miss your mans. I did the same thing, too. And they just let her go. <laughs> and I, I didn't. That's kind of what ruined that show for me, where it's like, yes, Wanda is clearly the strongest character in the MCU. She will do whatever it takes to like, she will wipe you out. No problem. My issue was, is no one even said anything to her or even said anything to anybody else when she left. No one was like, yo, Wanda's a problem. Like that's that we that shouldn't have happened. That was a villainous act that she did. She needs to be under control and let's try to get a plan together to get her under control because what she did cannot happen again. And nothing like that happened. It was just like, hey, man, she misses her man. Like, I get it. Like, no, you can't do that. The white guy wanted to put her down, but then he turned out to be a bad guy. Yeah, he just took it too far. He took it. No. He, he busted one too many shots off at my black queen out there. He couldn't do that. Man. I, <laughs> I didn't appreciate that. But I, I think if they address that as a storyline, if they're just like, hey, you know, uh, based off of how uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier ended, or not Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, Black Widow. So if you haven't seen Black Widow either, I'm going to spoil the end of that movie. Uh, the ending credits of Black Widow is. Uh, Black Widow's sister um, being given a folder saying like, hey, this is who killed your sister and it's Hawkeye. So if it's like, all right, you can do a couple episodes on that, cool, but there needs to be some accountability held with these heroes. You know what I'm saying? And it goes back to the whole, like, Accords thing, the Civil War thing, like, hey, like, Wanda, Wanda's been fucking up for a long time out here. She killed, she killed a lot of people in Wakanda. And then she did this thing in New Jersey. And y'all are just gonna be like, all right, well, Whatever, let it slide. Hawkeye for five years with no immunity was out here killing Asian people and Hispanics because they sold drugs. No, you got to be held accountable, <laughs> Clint. You know what I'm saying? And it looks like his wife isn't in the show. Why would his wife want to stay with a man like that? Why would his wife want to stay with a man that came back with that haircut? Like, he needs to be held accountable for that at least. That needs to be addressed. He probably didn't say nothing about him killing all those people. He just, you know, he was like, well, I'm going to make the world red again. White people are going to dominate. <laughs> wow, was, it's only half of us. White people are going to be the superior race once yeah, again. Yeah, those, those people are elite anyway. They didn't have the Exactly, parts. exactly. They're not even supposed to be here. 
So, exactly. Uh, Let me clean up the streets, <laughs> aka ethnic cleansing, because I'm like, <laughs> yes, that's the type of energy that Clint was on for five years. That big, should probably raise some flags. Big white supremacy uh, energy from uh, from the mm-hmm. Avengers. So yeah, that that would really uh, get me more uh, interested in, and excited for the show if they were to address that in some sort of way. Yeah, I don't know. Somebody try to pull up a wand, or they're gonna get blended. So. That's not. A, I mean, like, who's gonna take that that assignment though? I, like, I I get it. I get not saying. I'm. I get like. I'm not asking anybody. To be like, hey, Wanda, you're not going anywhere. You stop right there. You're you, you. What you did was not right. And you're coming with me. You're gonna go to the to the to the clink. I'm not saying do that because you know she ain't going nowhere. My thing is like, hey, shoot off an email to be like, hey, we need to do something with her. Like this ain't this ain't what it is. Like I I get she's an Avenger. But what she did these last few weeks, eh, we need to talk to somebody. Like you got you, you can you get Sam Jackson's pager? Can we get Captain Marvel down here to, <laughs> to deal with, to come talk to her? Because someone come you know, talk to her. You know, there's somebody that probably could do it, but I don't know what he's been doing. And his name is Stephen Strange, and I don't. He's taking uh, requests from teenagers to reverse time and stuff. So I don't know what his problem is. Yeah, he could have probably put some clamps on him. Or on Wanda, but anything. Yeah, here getting drunk. He's supposed to be a monk now, bro. Is he still drinking? It's weird. Or maybe my perception of monks is not right. Do they drink? I don't. I don't honestly. I don't know what monks do. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I, I am. I will say I'm excited for uh, Hawkeye. I'm not like super, like you know, all the way up there. But I'm going to watch it because I've watched everything that Disney Plus has put out there. So. I don't know. I seen I seen an advertisement with Jerry Renner, and it looked like some kind of James Bond shit. So I was like, I'll probably watch that shit. I don't know. I ain't seen nothing about Hawkeye. Disney dropping yeah. the ball because I have been watching ESPN lately. I have not seen a single one. Got to get back on that. Uh, well, as long as as long as the first and uh, the first uh, Hispanic superhero needs to. Put the like beat the brakes off of him, and where Shane? What's the dude for Shane Chi? Oh I didn't yeah, see Shane, that yet, but he Shane, needs to roll up on him too. Shane Chi needs to be like, hey bro, I don't appreciate how you was running through my country like that. <laughs> you ain't gonna, exactly. I ain't gonna let you do my, my brothers like that. Exactly. You got them. They both. They 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 need to run his fade. I wouldn't let no like. Come on now. You think if like he was going around killing black people, Black Panther wouldn't pull up on him and put like beat the brakes off of him. But at least said something. <laughs> nah, nah. Black Panther would have beat the brakes off his ass, though. It ain't no talking. Conversations is over. Yeah, he would have been like, white boy, what the fuck you doing? Yeah. That shit, the door of would have probably pulled up on him before Black Panther did. Yeah, you're definitely right, because the door definitely pulls up first, handles the business. Um, I don't know where we're going from here because I don't have the list. Um, yeah, so you guys have any additional shout outs or anything like that? Oh, I thought I did, but I, <laughs> shout, well, shout out to HBO Max for being trash. Like, fix your app, man. Jesus Christ. I just hey, want to pause, pause and rewind it without my fucking PlayStation 4 smoking. <laughs> Probably need to get a PlayStation 5, bro, boy. But uh, I don't know. That shit's been working perfectly for me. I've been watching Sopranos last couple of days. I have not 
had zero issues. It so messes up the trap like mind. Like I ain't gonna cap. All right. Well, I, I do have a shout out. Um, I definitely want to give a shout out to uh, at the Lena Bear. Um, her OnlyFans is only three dollars. If you guys want to support her, uh, young black cosplay person. Um, and as always, if you like cosplay and if you like OnlyFans, you can support us by uh, going to adamandeve.com, uh, entering the code KTSC for all your lubricants and other handcuffs and you know whatever you want to do. Um, and yeah, just that's pretty much it. That's my only shout out. Uh, I want to shout out. First of all, I want to shout out Sammy Socialite because when he hear this episode, oh I just want to see. I can't wait for the blowback that pops up on the timeline. I would be there on my camcorder, record everything. It's gonna be lovely. <laughs> it's gonna be what was it Tuesday? Yeah, let me set my let me turn my alerts on Tuesday. It's on. And also shout out to the one and only greatest show on turf, the Los Angeles Rams. We we're about to go two and zero. Uh, it's gonna be a lovely Sunday, one o'clock. Or I guess was that noon your time? What are you central? Mm-hmm. One o'clock. I was one o'clock for you too. Yes, one o'clock. Oh, okay. So probably about like three thirty, I'll be in the corner somewhere crying, <laughs> throwing up. So. <laughs> and Peyton and Andrew and James are getting their like Hall of Fame thing at halftime, so that's even it's even better. Oh no! In front of the, in front of the OGs getting dog walked. Mm. That's sad, bro. Couldn't be my team. My franchise probably move another city, but that's another <laughs> talk for a different time. <laughs> oh, Hopefully the Jaguars bring home a W against Denver tomorrow. If we don't, oh well. I mean, you know, we're just enjoying the season. Eventually Teddy we'll be the game. Um, as always, shout out to everybody that uh, is in the chat. Shout out to uh, El Chapo, who will be making her return at some point, I guess. Um, I apologize to Sammy Socialite. Uh, oh, no. It's <laughs> my medicine for my diabetes. Edit this out. Edit I it out. I did not. I said Socialite. I did not take my medicine for my diabetes, and I don't have my glasses on, sir. I do apologize. I don't want to smoke with you. So, And it just slipped out of my mouth. Um, you know, I'm sure some of you people that listen know all about stuff slipping out of your mouth. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank y'all for tuning in. As always, you guys have a wonderful night. And we out. <laughs> <sighs>